Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now. Our quote of the day, if you're willing to be a student of life, the possibilities are endless. And that is from our guest today, Priyanka Chopra, uh, coming to you live from, well, actually not live, not going to lie to you guys, coming to you from our East Coast studio. Uh, We are not live. This was uh, taped ahead of time so that we would have uh, Priyanka on the show. She wrote a really cool book called Unfinished. She has a new movie called The White Tiger. Uh, This book is filled with uh, so many gems of um, advice, whether it's, you know, your differences being your strengths and and uh, and so much more. Um, it's a really, really great book for, uh, I feel like, any young woman to read to help you along in your journey. Um, I think it's, you know, he, seeing her, her journey through life and how much different it is than kind of the norm. You know, she's traveling all the time and moving to different places and different family members are taking care of you and different traumatic moments and how she kind of uh, dealt with them. Um, There's so much in here for you to, to enjoy and learn. And um, obviously she's um, a very successful um, woman in the entertainment business, but Um, I feel like she has so much more to share than just her talents on screen. And so uh, we're really excited to bring her to you guys today. Uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas is an Indian singer, actress, producer, author, and philanthropist celebrated as a truly global superstar in a rapidly shifting industry where internationally recognized movie stars are fewer and fewer. Priyanka's reputation only continues to skyrocket, cementing her as a bonafide 21st century icon. Priyanka has over 60 million followers on Instagram, making her one of the top 50 most followed faces on the platform. Put simply, her influence can't be overstated. Priyanka has made the very rare pivot from Bollywood superstar to Hollywood staple, breaking barriers in TV and film. She's celebrated for her versatility, fronting Hindu language action thrillers, romantic comedies, and even superhero films. 
Here in the States, she's crafted an enviable Hollywood career, becoming the first South Asian to lead an American network drama series in her starring role on ABC's Quantico. She's shifting again by executive producing and starring in Netflix's gritty social thriller, The White Tiger, which is already racking up award nominations for its stark portrayal of class conflict in her home country. Outside of her career, Priyanka is a passionate activist, acting as a global ambassador for UNICEF since 2016, and she passionately advocates for women and girls everywhere. Her new memoir, Unfinished, right here, will be break boundaries to discover uh, your best self. And I couldn't be more excited to chat with you. I loved your book unfinished, by the way. Oh, my gosh, thank you for giving it a chance. Oh, my God, I have notes everywhere. I have marked pages everywhere. Um, I really loved your story. And even though I just gave you this whole big intro, what I what I didn't read the back until after I got to it in the book, because <laughs> I just went right into the book. But this is such a great quote. When I saw how people were looking at me on my first day back at school in Bareilly, I hope I say that right, Bareilly? Bareilly. Bareilly. As if I were a fantastical, brightly colored unicorn, I realized that I wanted to see myself that way too. I wanted to feel interesting and unusual and amazing, to feel that I was deserving of people's gaze. I wanted to leave behind my fear of being different, the quality that seemed to cause trouble for me in America. From now on, if I was going to be an anomaly, I was going to be the shiniest damn anomaly around. I had no idea if I could pull that sort of attitude off or not, but I was sure as hell going to try. You are a fascinating human. <laughs> you really are. I, I really, I feel like there were so many things in here that... um I grew to admire you for and and that is such a big one, right? Like I feel like I was always trying to avert people's gaze because it made me so uncomfortable. Um, and it brought me a lot of trouble too. And yours was in a different way, right? Because you were different and and you made it your strength. And there were so many times that I mean your parents had such great advice. Um, and your difference was your strength. And when you figure that out, I feel like it's such a great message. Like there's so many great messages for our audience. You know, this show, we're trying to get better in all areas of life every single day. Cause when you know better, you get better. And when you know better, you can do better. And I feel like there were so many things that you, um, that you shared in this that can help people through tough times that can help them look at things differently. Your perspective was really unique and your life was so unique. I mean, but you used it to your advantage. And I think that's just so cool, but you also weren't afraid to show the tough times. And so I loved it. Oh, thank you so much, Maria. That means so much to me. You know, it's the, as a first time author, I was terrified, first of all, um, to, you know, get into another creative medium. Of course, I've been in the creative profession for like two decades almost, but writing a book is <laughs> not the easiest thing to do. Um, and then to make it interesting to myself as just the author, you know. Um, I also, I think, reached a point in my life where even though I'd been a public person for, you know, a long time and sort of lived knowing that, you know, most of my life was consumed in dinner table conversation or a fashion meme or, um, you know, headline in a gossip rag. But like, I think I was in a more secure place in my life as a woman, as a 
person, in my confidence, in my abilities um, as a professional as well, that it gave me the ability to get vulnerable and not to be scared by the things that I may have been scared of, which is why I probably never discussed a lot of what I've discussed in the book before in my life or addressed it. But I think I was ready and, and it was just the right time for me to be open and not be afraid anymore. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, you definitely did that. I, um, I connected with you in so many ways. Um, and, and, you know, your, your love of your parents, um, you know, very much stands out and, and, and I share that with you. Um, I feel like your parents, we're so, I mean, your, your upbringing in India is so unique and different than what we're used to here, right? Like, I've always heard that, you know, in other countries, like families all help. <laughs> and when they're raising kids, it's not just left on like the one mom at home to do everything. And you got a taste of that through your book where, you know, different relatives would step up at different times and take care of you guys. And, um, you know, you, you moved around a lot, I mean, that's definitely very intrinsic to not just India, but a lot of other countries, um, you know, Italians, Greek, uh, you know, the the larger family network mm -hmm. is a really big deal. Uh, yeah. And, you know, your aunt will come and step up and say, all right, come here and kids are going to stay with me while somebody else is figuring something else out. But you're never alone. You have sometimes that's a lot, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't get me wrong when you have, you know, your birthday Zoom calls and it's 50 people speaking over each other. That's hard to navigate. <laughs> as well but there's something so powerful in having you know family support and um at least for me I I had the ability to chase so many of my crazy dreams because I had that support yeah yeah I I mean I'm first gen Greek my parents were immigrants from Greece and so I get it like we didn't have friends we weren't allowed to have friends by the way we were just <laughs> our family were our friends we could only hang out with our family and luckily, we had lots of that to go around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that stuck out to me was when um, your parents decided you needed to go to boarding school. And I can't remember right now what age that was. I've been reading this. For I was in third grade. So like seven, maybe seven. Yeah. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I've been reading this over the last week. And so um, uh, a lot's happening where I can't remember certain dates and stuff. But um, the trauma of them leaving you, your mom leaving you is so detailed in this book. Um, And you can feel it. Like I could feel it when I was reading it. It like hurt me. Um, That's something that those are the formative years right? Of one's life. How did you get past that? How did you get over that? Did you ever begrudge her for leaving you? I think I did. Um, Not that I realized it because, you know, my mom is also a very smart woman and she gets ahead of a problem. And she knew um, what I felt when she had to take that tough decision of me being put in boarding school, um, which was actually a common thing um, in the military at that time, because people moved around every two years. So a lot of kids were sent to boarding school so that they can have consistency in their education and and stuff like that. But I, it, it was such a sudden thing for me at that point. But I definitely think I held it against her for a while. But because she's so clever, what she did, hmm. which helped me forget it very easily, was as soon as I came back home after three years of spending time in boarding school, I was so loved and so cherished and made to feel so important <laughs> that I never believed that my mom would abandon me. Like I just didn't anymore, you know? It it it, it taught me a sense of independence. Um, I used to feel like the cool kid when I came back from boarding school and everybody else was still being dropped to school by their parents or like needing permission from their parents. And I was like, oh, I I lived alone at seven. You know, I kind of had such a sense of I was a grown up um, that both my parents and I sort of started leaning towards what I had gained instead of 
what I had lost mm. at that point. And we kind of rebuilt a trust within each other because of that, because of being able to address it. Yeah, I just and again, I just think that's so fascinating because, you know, there's so many people with abandonment issues and traumas like that, that, you know, I wondered how hard it was to kind of get past that. But also your life moves so fast and shit was just constantly changing. I don't think you constantly. even had time to really sit with things um, because then you were off to another school or another country. You're in Boston. You were in my home state of Massachusetts and, you know, and, and going to school in Newton. And there were the pros and cons of that. Like, you know, now school isn't as tough, but it was tough with the pressures of the kids and and all of that. was tough. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get the and, fuck out. <laughs> me too. <laughs> High school in general is tough. I mean, coming to age is tough and teenage years are tough. And then you add into the mix, like people being mean to you and all that, all that stuff that makes for great TV, but not for great real life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, all of it made you so strong. Not at the time. I think a collective sum of, the good and the bad eventually led me to being strong. But I think um, the one consistent thing that I've sort of had, which I feel will be very useful to most people, is just trying to keep your head above water. You know, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to have the answers. You don't have to have changed the world. You don't have to have conquered it. But if you can keep your head above the water and keep paddling and just keep moving, mm -hmm. you know, movement is evolution. Evolution is growth and growth is change and change is constant. So if we're going to be thinking about and dealing with constant change that life throws at us, you have to be prepared for it and be fluid and just keep moving. You know, instead of getting stuck by fear or insecurities, that's also very seductive. You know, that trauma of feeling stuck is, is easy. It's harder to pull yourself out, but it's so much more rewarding because it's eventual, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Life is going to throw different stuff at you and you can't hold on to one feeling. So I just keep moving, whether it's my emotions or whether it's my job or whether it's the homes I live in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now you're, now you're staying, you're staying in your home. I already know that, but what, well, um... I don't know. I moved into the house last year and I've been away since October. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to London for a year. <laughs> we'll see then. We'll see. Um, what about this is my state of mind, actually. My home really is a yeah. state of mind. Um, I can be anywhere in the world and both me and my husband, we're not like materialistic, like we don't have attachments like that. We could pick up in suitcases and go off somewhere else and just, you know, it's like we're both very fluid, but we love I mean, this house is magical and it's everything that my dreams are made of. So I'm hopeful that this will be roots for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I get that. I feel the same way. You know, your, um, your kind of journey into the entertainment business was interesting because you were going into aeronautical engineering, right? That was going to be your thing. And then, you know, this headshot situation comes up, you're going to get your passport photo and he's like, can I do some headshots? And then lo and behold, your mom sends in your headshots to a pageant and all of this path just kind of reveals itself to you. 
um, having done pageants, I also loved hearing your perspective on them and how much it helps you because there are so many positives that come from it. Um, if your head is kind of screwed on straight too, you know, you gotta, you gotta have your head in the right place. But, um, but I loved, um, I loved reading your journey through the pageant because it just seems so intense. Like for me, I entered, I won, I went to the Miss Teen USA and I was like, they're going to love me for me. And I'm sitting in the like concierge suites, just eating all the shit. <laughs> you know, they have those like suites where you can get whatever you want, the candy, the chips, and I'm eating all of it. And I'm getting bigger and bigger before the show starts. Yeah, my swimsuit numbers definitely did not assist me in, <laughs> um, in placing anywhere well. But um, in India, they take it so seriously. Like I didn't realize that you guys had to go to training for a month and, and doing all of that. That's intense. Yeah. Um, and it, it's seen as, um, an event. It's not seen as a one day competition where girls just sort of arrive and, you know, you win. It's seen as something to work towards because, there's a lot of credence given to a cohesive personality, how you speak, what you look like. You become a public person. You're not just a pretty girl. You become like, and that is why it's given so much importance. It's treated like an event. It lasts for um, Miss World too, actually. The Miss World pageant, which is not Indian, it's British. Um, that as well was almost 20 days that we spent in London as the girls together it's a full organization wow. probably like miss universe as well i remember um my um my friend lara who won miss universe that year she spent about 15 days there as well you have to spend time you have different yeah. events that you're taken to people take pictures you're introduced to media from around the world you know you talk to them they figure out like they, there's like who's the best one and it's it's such a it's such a giant thing that I didn't start with you know a pageant dream I was just thrown into this organization which was aired around the world and millions of people watched it that was the first pageant it was insane yeah well and, and they groom you right from head to toe in every which way well at that time yes it was because it's actually uh, the, the franchise was owned by an organization that provides to the girls whatever they might need in their arsenal to feel confident for the pageant, right? So you meet designers, you'll meet makeup artists who teach you how to do your makeup. You do, you know, we met wellness coaches that told us about, you know, handling pressure. We met diction coaches that told us about how to not do ums and uhs when we're speaking and try to buy time and just actually have clarity of thought. Um, we worked out, you know, it was just yoga. There was so many things that were given to you so you could feel confident when you represent the country at an international stage that I have to say, I learned so much from my experience at the pageants. It, it equipped me to be able to walk into any room and be able to hold my own. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, you know, you have to learn how to present yourself you know, there's so many things that are really great, quick kind of lessons on how to how to handle yourself when you're going to be in the spotlight. And for you, it was unexpected and you just kept winning and winning and winning and winning. And then my favorite is, guys, my favorite. So she wins Miss World and her family was flying out. She was supposed to fly out the next day too, out of the country. I think they were going Boston. to Boston, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
And the pageant directors are like, hey, okay, so we need you for this this event tomorrow. And they're like, what? <laughs> We're in Boston. And then our parents gave up like their their like lives and really supported your career. And they had thriving, you know, medicine, medical careers. Like they had their hospital and um and they they were so busy with their stuff, but they threw it into you. And I wonder. You know, and it's 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 a little different. Like my parents grew up in a village with no running water. Like they were very, very poor. And so for them, seeing me succeed was like a dream they never expected could even happen. Your parents were um, more affluent and more successful. And so I wondered how how they felt. And do you feel like they still had that kind of immigrant like, oh, my God, my daughter is going to be someone important and someone, you know, famous in our homeland? Like, was that some kind of driving force for them? As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Hey, Hill Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. Kelsey is so great at making sure she responds to all of you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as 10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you. I think for my parents, it was my ambition and what I wanted to do. So when this pageant thing happened and I won, the question was, do I go back to school? I was 18. And I started getting all of these movie offers. But in Chopra family fashion, we sat down and we talked about it. And my dad said, are you curious? Do you want to do this? And I said, you know what? I'm curious. You know, it's an opportunity that is absurd. Like who's a movie star? Who gets to act in movies? Like that's not normal. And who gets to win Miss World? That's not normal. And he said to me, he was like, so what are you worried about? I said, you know, taking a break for two years or a year takes a long time. He said, I don't want you to have any what ifs in your life. We are here to support your dream. We'll figure it out. Do you want to do it? And my dad, it was such a 
I didn't even think about it at that time, what that sacrifice must have been like mm-hmm. to say that, all right, I have a 17 year old kid and she's going to be in this big, bad year world of entertainment. I don't trust that world of entertainment. One of us is going to be with her. Our careers are behind us. Hers is in front of her. And to give that much importance to my nascent dreams. I mean, I don't know what my parents were thinking, but I think my dad has always been my largest champion. Wherever I want to go, he always figured out ways to get me there. That's what he used to do for me. You know, he was that guy. I was like, dad, I want, I don't know, Barbie when I was in you know, first grade. And he said, if you get A's, you'll get Barbies. I got so many damn A's. He got me so many damn Barbies. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. Yeah. So just always a champion. And, um, you know, I guess that allowed me to be able to think like that too. Yeah. Well, I loved, um, it was very perfectly placed your tattoo on the cover of the book, daddy's little girl. Um, and I know, um, I know he meant so much to you and I feel like it's just, it was so cool to see even in the book, um, your empathy and your, um, come to understanding that everyone gave up so much for you right? Your empathy for your brother kind of just shocked me so much because here he is 11 and he's having to go live with people. You know, they dropped you off at seven. And, and the fact that you understood you were different people kind of blew me away. He's, we just inherently are personalities are different people too. And this is, again, Maria, me now, you know, on the other side of 35, being smart enough or maybe mature enough to be able to see this. I couldn't see it 10 years ago, probably, Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're different people and that we approach things differently and what his experience might have been because my life, you know, changed. So everyone else's life changed because my life changed. Like what happened to him? And it took me a really long time to get to that place to think about it for him and I also to become friends, to be able to hang out um, and discuss all the things that we never talked about. Um, but, you know, it's it's a collective of, I think, being able to reflect. And that's what this book really did for me. It, it gave me the opportunity to really reflect on things that I never had the time to think about or the intention, honestly. I didn't want to deal with a lot of it. And just writing it, I came out on the other side feeling light and liberated and excited about not being afraid of all of those things anymore. Yeah. You know, for you, you're such an advocate for, for women. And, and I know even in, in your journey, you've had to kind of stand up for yourself and, you know, even had to quit a movie that you felt was um, kind of objectifying you, not just as a character in the film. What advice do you have for women to find that strength within them to be able to stand up for what they believe in um, without the fear of the repercussions? Well, it's not easy. I mean, when I did it at a very nascent time in my career, I walked out of the movie because of the way director spoke to me, but I didn't tell him why I walked out of the movie because I was scared. I was told, like most women are told, that we need to work within the system, you know. So we work within the system because otherwise you'll get a bad reputation. No one will want to work with you or it's, you know, it's it's scary. 
to be able to stand up for yourself. But I think my question to myself at that point was, can I live with going to work every day and knowing this person looks at me like that? And it just became really simple that I knew the repercussions would be probably a bad reputation, maybe a few movies that would be taken away from me. And that may or may not have happened. But instead of focusing on the repercussions of something that made me feel bad about myself, I chose me. And then I pivoted and figured out another way of maybe getting another movie or, you know, trying in. I, there's no do or die when it comes to repercussions. Our lives are ever moving, ever transient, you know, especially right now, we're living in the age of information where you can be anything you want to be at any time you want to be, especially professionally, I feel like when people feel stuck because you're scared of repercussions, I think this is a time to be bold. This is a time to be brave. And if we don't take charge of our lives, no one else is going to be doing that for us. So we can't just sit and wait around for someone to make a change for you. You've got to be bold enough to take the, you know, be on the front foot. Sorry, that's a cricket reference, but you have to be on the front <laughs> foot to, to make your whatever you want happen for yourself. Yeah, there was actually a quote in here you were reminding me of. It was like Bruce Lee. Let me see one of my March pages here. Um, be like water. Be like water. Yeah. It was your dad was telling you yeah. um, to be like water. And I thought that was really cool because um, I've never heard that before. Um, it's like chapter two or something, three. I'm not sure. But yeah, it was my dad's way of saying, um, he basically tried to make moving an adventure for me when I was very young. Yeah. Uh, you know, we moved every two years and I used to be like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, give up my friends and I have to give up my school. And he said that, you know, every new place that you go to, you won't have the baggage of where you're coming from. No one's going to know what your life was. So you have a blank slate. You could be whoever you want. And I mean, that's a lot of power for a kid to be like, oh, okay, who do I want to be when I go to this new school? And it's, so I started having a sense of adventure about new things. But the water thing comes from being amiable, you know, being malleable to be able to um, become like anything, just like water. Water can be as powerful as a waterfall, you know, crash into stones, break rocks. But at the same time, water can be as still as a teacup. It's just sitting there still and giving you warmth. It can be anything and take the form of anything without changing who it is. So my dad told me, find out who you are and then just take the shape in, of your circumstances and your environments. And it was such an easy thing to do because then you're just like water and you're flowing, you know, you're not stuck. Yeah, I loved that. Um, when we earlier were talking about kind of standing up for yourself, I wondered, do you find a difference in standing up for yourself in India and in, in Bollywood movies and then in America, do you find it more difficult to be like that here? I feel like it, it can be probably a little bit more challenging. I don't know. That's just my thought. I think generally standing up for yourself is challenging. I think, you know, the, the gravity of the situation, of course, changes 
with every new situation. But standing up for yourself is daunting. And, you know, it's different in different cultures. It's different in different industries. It's different in different situations in your personal life. Sometimes you have to stand up for yourself in your professional life. You have to stand up for yourself. But the math of it is the same. The math of it is knowing what is it that you can live with and what is it that you can't live with. It's really that simple. Like, can you live with feeling this way or are you going to do something about it? But if your fear is that by standing up for yourself in this situation, um, you're now going to be bad mouthed and blackballed in the business and all of that. How do you handle that? If that's, the, if being that's on, the business you want to be on in. the side of the truth. And by actually, if you're going to stand up, if you're going to stand up for yourself, say, for example, publicly, then have to have the courage of conviction to back it up and double down and say, you know, this is the reason I stood up for myself. And you tell me if I'm wrong. And instead of being a victim of people's opinions or of a victim of, you know, people sitting behind the anonymity of their computers and having an opinion, I think give credence to the people who matter. Like, is someone's bad mouthing going to affect your career? And if it is, nip it in the bud. And if it's not, then how do they matter anyway? As someone who's been a public person for a very long time, my job literally is to get critiqued, right? Like every single thing I create, my book, my movie, my performance, every single thing, People consume and in two minutes, they have an opinion about it. And by the byproduct of that, they have an opinion on me. Mm -hmm. But if I weighed myself under the burden of every Tom, Dick and Harry that had an opinion about who I am or the choices that I'm making, yep. there's no sanity. And I'd never be able to do my job because my job is not dependent on people's opinions of me. My job is dependent of your opinion of my work. So I bifurcate the two very easily. Oof. It doesn't matter to me what you think of me. We don't have to get married. We don't have to hang out. You just have to like my work or not like my work. I love that. I think that's such a great um, way to explain it. Um, your movie, by the way, just like your book, We Loved, White Tiger. Um, it was very... Um, like we were on the edge of our seats watching it. We were watching it here um, together mm -hmm. as a team. It was so good. What made you want to tell that story? You know, Maria, I'd, re I'd read the novel. I'm a very avid reader. I love reading books, you know, especially topical new books that have just come out. And I had read it in um, 2008 or something when it had come out. And it was a Man Booker Prize winning novel. It was a New York Times bestseller. And when I heard, actually read on Twitter, by the way, that um, that the movie was being remade, uh, the movie was being made, adapted for Netflix. I called my agents and I chased after the movie because I really did not want this story to become, to be put in a box that it was a genre film or that it was an independent movie. I wanted to be able to push it to being a mainstream movie you know um, I wanted to bring attention to it I wanted to put my might behind it and I called them and I offered my services as an executive producer because in Hollywood we don't see enough enough people that look like me as leading ladies or as leading men in mainstream entertainment and I'm not talking about the check in the box or of being playing an important character but actually leading the narrative 
And I wanted to be behind the helm of that. And um, thankfully, Netflix agreed. I got the job. And, you know, here we are now, the movie with an all Indian star cast shot in India by an Iranian man is the number one movie in the world in on the largest platform in the world. So it's historic to me and I'm so proud of it. And that was exactly the reason why I wanted to be be able to magnify this story because it's a great piece of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like you said, it has a socioeconomic point of view, which I think all of us as privileged society need to be aware of and use in terms of self-reflection. You know, when is the last time we've driven past a homeless shelter and not looked at it or a homeless person and not um, looked at them? You know, we're desensitized to it. And that's why the book was so important and the movie is so important. But just also... What it did, I think, just it, to me, was very personal and very historic. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. I also loved how, I mean, I love gray characters. You yeah. know, I liked how, you know, the confusion of like who to feel bad for in different moments kind of happened. And each, all the characters are super gray. You yeah. know, even my character, she's like so woke and she's like, you know, you should pull yourself out of your circumstances. I hate the way they treat you. But when it's convenient, she's fine. What happened then Yeah. to the conscience? And I love the humanity that is shown to each character that none of us are black or white. None of us can be perfect all the time. Yes. And it was a really hard-hitting, realistic depiction of human flaws, I felt. Yeah, that's what we loved about it, too. This is so cool. You know, we we talk about a lot of different topics here. And I think the last kind of thing I want to touch on with you is um, is what kind of um, tools and strategies do you have for dealing with grief? I mean, I know that you lost your dad a couple of years ago and that could not have been uh, an easy time for you. What what could you share with our audience to help them through? There's so many people going through so much right now. So much grief. I think two things is one, to allow yourself to feel it and, you know, forgive yourself for feeling it and not fight it. Um, what happens is the it's like quicksand. I feel grief. grief. The more you fight it, the more it keeps pulling you in. And I think take a couple of days to mourn and to feel grieved. And 100% most of the time when you've actually accessed that emotion and talked to someone about it, whether that's a therapist, whether that's a friend, whether that's someone, you take away the power of the grief. Then it just becomes a companion. Then it's hanging out with you. Some days it'll stay for dinner. Some days it won't even make an appearance, Mm. you know. Um, But to take away its power you have to walk through fire to be able to take away its power. At least that's what I did. I felt and I mourned and I went through that duration for a long time till I started talking to other people and I started minimizing the impact it had on me and the grip that it had on me. And then suddenly I was okay with it. It wasn't so scary anymore. Yeah. Um Everybody deals with it differently, but that definitely sounds like a great way to deal with it. Um, if you're going mean, to have for everyone, it's it. going to be so individual, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I have to also say um, I love that you got married in your country. We got married in Greece. We had a 
a very similar kind of um, vibe, massive, big family wedding and so much fun. And I oh, wish I you, you guys. that was, yeah, that was the church my parents helped build in the village that we're from. Um, Amazing. And, and we invited the whole village. We just, we didn't have invites. It was oh, like, lovely. everyone just show up. Let's have a party. You know, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we have pictures of you guys. Oh, um, that was such a fun time. When I look back on it, I'm like, I wish I could do it again and again. I bet you guys Me feel too. the same way. Honestly, it was just so perfect and just magical. And I don't think I'll ever experience that again. It was just, I know. It was crazy. And I wish I could do it over and over and over again. Well, I told my husband we're in the middle of um, hopefully the final stages with our surrogate. And um, I said, when the babies come, we're just going to go back to the village and throw another party and baptize them there. So now we'll kind of have the same feeling again. <laughs> so That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So when you and Nick start, uh, start the baby process, then you can do it too. Yeah, maybe then. You never know. But it'll just be different. There won't be as much partying, I think, which was a big part of our wedding, I which I think I would miss. Yeah. Well, th there's always, you know people to help hold the babies and then we party <laughs> my mom <laughs> mom take the babies um <laughs> anyhow i wish you guys so much success and so much happiness and like i said if you ever need some sugar i'm just down the Got street you. now that i know we put out fires so if anything ever happens just call um kyle's called us before thinking that there was uh an intruder on the property and we ran over there with like a machete and my german shepherd <laughs> in the middle of the night <laughs> I later thought wow. to myself I'm like looks like what were we gonna do to have. <laughs> yeah I was like what were we thinking we were really gonna do but we just act so if you ever need anything um we're here and like I said the book is called unfinished uh it's incredible and I think every young girl should read this because you really give through your journey, so much great advice on how to look at things differently and handle things differently, right alongside with the human side of it. You know, you didn't shy away from, you know, um, the struggles of it all, which I loved. And White Tiger, the White Tiger on Netflix uh, is amazing. And my husband, after he saw it, he goes, man, he goes, just so good to see a good movie. Like, it's just a really <laughs> good movie. Like, he's like, I just haven't had that in so long. So... Kev, if oh, your mic yay. is on, you can yeah. say you something. So much, I just, yeah, no, I, I mean, I miss movies because of the theaters and the pandemic. And I feel like consumer behavior has switched over to either long form series or short, short form like TikTok and things like that. And I'm really frightened for the movie business because of it. I think you're in a great position because of your Bollywood and your international presence. But I think in the country here, you know, I, people are forgetting movies and I'm really concerned. And so when you see The White Tiger... Oh, it was just a wonderful, you know, two hour or less experience to be on that journey and to be in a different world, which is what I think some of the best movies bring us into those different worlds. And uh, yeah, I really do recommend it. Please, everybody see this mm -hmm. movie and support movies. I think everybody already did. That's but, the thing. But yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> That's tell, right, so no, no, listen, there's so many eyeballs Just out watch there. watch it again. Tell, tell yeah. people, yeah, and watch it again. And I will watch it again. <laughs> and I had a question. Is w Would you say that that was... Um, because I was, I thought it was almost based on a true story. It was so real. It felt real. No, even it's though fictional. I don't know. Okay. Everything is fictional in it. But would 
Would you say that that was, is that a somewhat accurate portrayal of life over there? I mean, look, every country has its, um, you know, ups and downs. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that the crazy things that happen in America as well are an accurate depiction, especially recently what we've seen is right. an accurate de depiction of the country, right? Mm -hmm. um, so in the same way, I feel like obviously there can't be a generalization of what the country stands for, especially with India. It's such a diverse country that there's not one kind of India. You can spend your whole life sort of getting to know it and you still don't. But, um, you know, there is a sad reality for not just in the vortex of the cycle of extreme poverty is almost, it's not human because you don't have basic human rights and needs and dignity. It, it strips you of your dignity because all you're trying to do is survive. And, and that's a hamster wheel, which is so hard to break. And, you know, people's births dictate dictates their future sometimes mm -hmm. and I think that was what was so hard-hitting in the movie because I've seen that happening in so many parts of the world which um, and so many countries including America you know where you see the class disparity especially right now after COVID in 2020 the difference between the haves and the have-nots has become so apparent and I think that that's why the movie becomes so relevant and universal in its theme because it's it's sort of a you know mirror into all of us looking at how we treat people in our lives that don't have as much as we do. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's how I felt. You know, I looked at a few things in my own life differently when I saw this because it was that powerful, and that's why I asked that question. But yeah, it uh, the anyway, I'm like blown away. I'm getting the rap sign because I, I could talk about this movie. Yeah, I'm like, I, she's got to go. She's the White another. Tiger is a phenomenal movie. You are a phenomenal actress as well. I mean, oh, like I said to Maria, so like, wow. Yeah. 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 He did. He's, uh, yeah. Yep. As well as your co stars, you know, really it was amazing. This, yeah. yeah. Really great it. film and great filmmaker, and congratulations on it. All right, Priyanka. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, Priyanka. Have a great rest of your well, press you, day, and um, we'll see you in the hood sometime. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Okay. If I ever come Bye. back. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. Program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.